0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organization Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse
1: community.
2: The Foster Report on Joy Drive with Dean Warren.
1: Richard Foster, welcome to Joy Drive.
2: Nicely okay. done. Good to be with you. It's lovely to have you.
1: What's happening? Budget this week? <laughs> Last week?
2: Yes. Uh, no, this week. Uh, this well, week, yes, this week. The, the Victorian state budget uh, is standby, twenty-four hours away, or a little less now. When Tim Pallas will be uh, on his feet delivering what will actually be the largest spending budget mm. in the state's history, some five billion dollars uh, from the state going on the airport rail. There'll be another five billion coming from the Commonwealth for that. Five and a half billion on public and social housing. A billion dollars for mental health. Four hundred million for tourism, and, and some smaller spends here too that are sort of small and sweet. days of sick leave for casual workers um, racking up a bill of five million over a two-year trial so look a, a bit of a mix in there and um arguably something for everyone
1: good to get good to see some infrastructure projects out there but i don't know how long you've lived in melbourne town richard foster but i've lived here for some quite some time and the hoary old chestnut which is the rail to the airport pops up oh, approximately once an election cycle. What's the deal? Is this one actually going to get built?
2: It's been popping up since 1968 when the damn airport opened. <laughs> I've been, uh, I've been popping up
1: for the exact same amount of time. I so, think yeah. this, is going to start,
0: <laughs> this is going to start construction, I understand, which is really good.
1: I think we've thought that before. Yes. Though. I mean, if any, any yeah. government can, I'm sure Dan Dan's can. They're pretty up for um, infrastructure spend. So let's, uh, fingers crossed, it's a great idea. Every time I travel internationally, I think, why don't we have a train to the airport like everybody else.
2: You know, for a long time, the numbers just weren't there to support it. You know, passenger numbers just weren't there. You'd argue they are now. Hmm. And uh, I think if it was ever going to happen, you're quite right, Dee, it'll be now that it does. You've got a joint commitment with the Commonwealth that does Hmm. kind of drive this along, right? Um, And it's also the first time that it's been fully funded. You know, we've had uh, business cases done before, some studies done before. It's never... The project itself, though, has never actually been fully funded and locked into a budget as it has been now.
0: Richard, you know what I really love is the fact that um, if we go back to Jeff Kennett and he uh, sold off everything in order to pay, pay off debt and now, uh, you know, debt's okay and it's almost like, I feel, is, is, it, what's the, is it neoliberalism where you, you privatise everything? Is that, do you reckon that's gone out of Victoria and we're finally going to see um, some sense?
2: Well, you've got good debt and you've got bad debt. You know, a borrowing for projects, which much of this uh, budget actually does, is a good thing if the projects are good. And the projects that are out there at the moment, being um, infrastructure-based projects, as I, as you point out, Warren, I agree with you. They're sorely needed in Victoria. It's uh, Victoria has been a state of neglect really when it's come to infrastructure for an extended period of time. And a lot of this is really just some very expensive catch up. But if you if you're going to borrow, now's the time to do it. The mm. the world's cash market is awash with trillions of dollars of uninvested capital looking for a temporary home money for Understandably, free the market's pretty risk averse mm. but not so much when it comes to government lending because governments are, well most governments are generally more secure and the interest rates are the lowest you're ever going to see them so now would be the time to go doing it
1: My last cynical point on the rail link because it obsesses me is that uh, we owe it all to Uber because they broke the back of the taxi industry which had a monopoly on the taxis and the parking out at the airport, didn't want the rail. That's it, I'll just leave that with you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I <laughs> think <laughs> okay, just uh, turf that grenade and bolt yeah, in the other that's right.
0: Look, I, I love the fact that we are getting an airport rail. I think it's long overdue. I think it is an embarrassment that we don't have one. Mm. Um, and it does indicate that we're, you know, we're a world city with a mm. world economy. And whether we need it or not, well, I think we do need it. But it gives that perception, doesn't it? You turn up at an international city, where's the train?
2: Yeah
1: exactly
2: and i think in the last few years we've solved a few other problems with rail too haven't we with the uh, with the building of the metro tunnel now the suburban loop getting mm. underway i mean the, again the timing's pretty good if you want to incorporate airport rail into your transport system very good timing
1: yeah indeed and we're all everyone's practiced the building tunnels and stuff. Hey, if the terrible findings, well, we haven't even had findings, just the, the calling for an inquiry into the Afghanistan-Australian military situation. You got any news on that?
2: Well, the, well you know, it's been called uncomfortable and disturbing and that's because it is. Yeah. Well, there, there are findings, actually. The inquiry's issued oh, findings, yes. but there's more to come as you're intimating there, Dee. The, mm. the allegations uh, centering around the alleged murder of uh, 39 Afghan citizens have seen the recommendation of a criminal in investigation of 19 Australian SAS soldiers. I I just wanted to make one point on this though that we're not hearing a lot about. It's worth remembering the work that went into bringing these shocking allegations to light came from the journalists that started Mm. investigating this years ago. A word of misconduct by the Australian military in Afghanistan dates back to the early 2000s uh, and before then there were rumours circulating about misconduct in East Timor. But since then journalists have been working away on this and they've been paying for what they've found. Let's not forget, in 2017 ABC journalists were threatened with criminal charges for more than a year over their reporting of these stories. And that was and the, the AFP, AFP wasn't it? Was that the rating? That's right. Yeah, and, and, the- yeah and, then, and then they got raided by the AFP, the ABC Sydney headquarters, uh, raided by the AFP in Sydney. The whistleblower and uh, former military lawyer Daniel McBride is still facing charges over leaking material to journalists. Just think about this for a minute. It's now the AFP that's set to investigate the 19 soldiers identified by the Brereton Inquiry. So,
0: on one hand, we, uh, we show disgust and shock at what went on, but on the other side, mm. we're uh, trying to hide or, or get rid of the process that brought this to our attention in the first place.
2: Uh, I don't know, if, uh, you know, if it's we, <laughs> <You> Warren. <know, it's laughs> no, no, when someone, I say, like, as a country... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, that's that's fair to say, you know, although that, that point in and of itself is is worth slicing up a little because, you know, I think the public does generally want to know about this mm. sort of thing. It's not the sort of thing we want swept under the carpet. We hold our military rightly in high esteem and we do want to know when things slip up. We do want to know when things go wrong and we want those mistakes to be corrected. Mm. Uh, when when we see these things swept under the carpet, it doesn't inspire us with confidence about the systems we really want to trust in. And That's why it's so important that these stories come out, and it's important that people that um, allegedly transgress in this way get dealt with as well.
1: Oh, adventure! That this kind of stuff's been happening for all of time. As long as there've been wars, there's been war crimes, and I just think you know it's it's come to us, and we're mortified by it. And I think that it's going to be a hard sell for the Australian military, and we need our ABC, and we need independent journalism such as Richard Foster. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well it's 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 still a hard well i'm not a journalist but it, it's still a hard road ahead you know with the uh, with the criminal investigation you can you can just imagine that uh, gathering evidence um in proceedings like this is going to be a challenge to say the least um, identifying witnesses and then getting reliable testimony is going to be extraordinarily hard can you imagine what it might be like trying to get anyone almost literally inside the tent to talk about mm. someone else who's well literally inside the tent Oh, there's so many it's codes to also difficult to like, do. Hard
1: to to give evidence under oath when you're bound by an honour code beyond that. I think there's a movie about this starring Um, Yeah, You you can't handle the truth. (laughs) Richard Foster, we will see him again very, very shortly. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au.